taxes, where do we begin, right? Like it is so confusing. It is so overwhelming. And I feel like it's something that we avoid. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to teach you. Let's get into it today. Welcome to Lashy Hour. I'm Lizzie, your host, a retired cocktail waitress now running multiple businesses. My mission is to stop you from playing small and help you build the life that you've been dreaming of by teaching you everything that I've learned. Consider me the lash sister you never knew you needed. Expect lots of tea spilling and martini shaking on all of the juiciest tips, tricks, and industry secrets. Hey babe, happy Friday. Welcome back to Lashy Hour. If you are new, hello, hi. My name is Lizzie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's episode is going to be all about taxes and bookkeeping. I'm going to do my absolute best to teach you everything that I've learned about taxes and bookkeeping within the last five years because I feel like it is the one topic in business that is so difficult to process and understand and feel confident in. So the amount of questions that I have had to ask my accountant numerous occasions and how I've had to ask my accountant and the bookkeeper I chat with numerous occasions to talk down to me like I am literally a three or four year old. I'm like, please, you are not going to offend me. So I think with all of that that I have done, I really hope that I can help you out in this tax season because right now we should be filing our taxes if you haven't already. If you've already, then girl, you know what you're doing. You are ahead of the game. So ah, taxes, where do we begin, right? Like it is so confusing. It is so overwhelming. And I feel like it's something that we avoid. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to teach you. Let's get into it today. The first thing I'm going to start with is that this is going to be very general tax information. I will admit that I am not a professional or I'm not an expert in tax related things when it comes to the United States or the United Kingdom. I know that I have some followers from all around the world, so I'm not sure if this information is going to be completely relatable to you, but I will suggest continuing to listening to this episode because I do think that if you can just even understand concepts around taxes, around bookkeeping, write-offs, how to save for taxes, things like that, then you will be able to take at least a good few nuggets out of this episode today. So what are taxes? Taxes are quite literally the money that you have to pay the government and the government uses that for the roads, school systems, anything that is government and tax related, that is what your money goes towards. Any citizen, any working citizen that lives in your state, your province, your country has to pay taxes. So when you file your taxes, I really do recommend using an accountant. To file your taxes generally means you are just sending off the numbers that you had within your year of how much money you made, how much taxes that you owe, how many write-offs you had in your year, if you have any credits, whether you've been to school or anything like that. An accountant is a paid professional who knows exactly what they're doing, that that is your best bet to let them handle that type of information. You don't want to be sending off your own taxes or filing your own taxes and screwing things up so that later on, if you were to be audited or reviewed by the CRA or the IRS for them to tell you that you owe extra thousands of dollars because you didn't file your taxes correctly. Also, an accountant is working in your favor to make sure that you're getting 
all the eligible write-offs to make sure that you can pay a lower amount of income tax because you're eligible for it. It's not screwing the government. It's not cheating the system. It's not illegal. It is just literally making sure as a business owner, you're eligible for everything that you're doing. So what is bookkeeping? Bookkeeping is making sure that you are keeping all of your records, records as in how much money is going in and out of your accounts and in your business, and making sure that your receipts are kept up to date and organized. So you can do your own bookkeeping. I recently did my own bookkeeping. I've just converted over to QuickBooks, which I know is both available in Canada and in the States. And bookkeeping can be done on QuickBooks. And literally, if you connect your credit cards and your business accounts, which you should have entirely separate accounts for your business than your personal life, everything will sync automatically on there. And then you just have to categorize whether or not you've paid tax on it and what category it's going into, whether that is like professional development, um, supplies, subscriptions, anything like that. So recently, like I said, I've just switched over to QuickBooks. Before that, the way that I did my taxes was I literally just ran my business for the whole year. And then around like February, March time, I would take all of my transactions and my records from my POS system. So my point of sale. So that is like my square. I know in the States you have Stripe. So however, I've been collecting money from my clients. I would print off all of my records, put that down as my income. And then I would go through all of my receipts, all of my emails, everything that I've spent money on in my year. And I would sit down and I would categorize every single thing, tally and total every single thing, every category, tally all the tax. And I would put it on an Excel spreadsheet and send that to my accountant. So that is an option. If you you want to do the free way. If you want to be a proactive and a really organized business owner, I would recommend going through all of your receipts and tallying and totaling all of your expenses and the taxes that you spend every month, honestly, like to do a few hours a month to be able to keep track of everything instead of, like I said, being terrible and doing it all at once, once a year, I would literally spend like four straight days doing it. So I really enjoyed QuickBooks. I will say I did spend four straight days doing all of my bookkeeping for the year, but that was because I was completely doing the whole of 2022. You can pay someone to do your bookkeeping for you, just like you have an accountant. Usually an accountant works with a bookkeeper, so you can kind of stay within the same company, which is nice, or you can find an entirely separate bookkeeper and you can have them do as much or as little as you want. You can pay them monthly to do just a monthly bookkeep, depending on how many transactions you make a month, how many expenses you have. Like, do you have a lot or a little? Do you have a lot of rent that you pay for and like a space or a clinic? Do you have just a few supplies you're purchasing from the same suppliers? Like it really depends on how complicated things get for you and a bookkeeper will be able to recommend how often they can work for you as well. For myself, I feel like I don't need a bookkeeper because I don't have that much to go through. So that's why I do my own and I really want to be able to stay on top of it and just carve out one hour once a month and go through my transactions for the month as well. So bookkeeping is done to organize yourself for the things that you send to your accountant then your accountant will then file your taxes for your income tax okay so taxes tax brackets how do you know how much taxes you pay how do you know how to save for taxes 
There are two different types. I know in the States you have like LLCs. In Canada, you just register for a business number. But within that business number, you can either be a partnership, you can have a sole proprietor, which means just one person owns the business. I am a sole proprietor in my business. Or you can incorporate your business. Being a sole proprietor is a lot cheaper than an incorporation just at the beginning. When you submit to be an incorporation, you really should be getting a lawyer. You really should be um, getting them to do all of the legalities behind having an incorporated business. So that could be a big cost, like thousands of dollars that you can pay compared to when I registered as a sole proprietor. I think it cost me $60. And then I just did everything myself in the sense of like going to the bank, opening business bank accounts. And that was it quite literally. So The only difference between the two is that a sole proprietor basically means that you are your business. So when I file my taxes with my accountant, I file my taxes under my name because I am the business, which means that if I also had a separate business or if I also had a career that I was doing too, like let's say I was a nurse and I was doing lashes on the side because I'm a sole proprietor. Both of my nursing income and my lash income would be added together, equaling a larger income, which means that it could bump you into a higher tax bracket. The only reason you should incorporate your business is if you are in your business and you, let's say you're making 100000 a year and you actually only need 40000 to live off and the 60000 that you have is just generally like sitting around in accounts or you're not saving correctly in like tax-free savings accounts and that's just kind of sitting around well the reason that you would want to incorporate is because incorporated businesses get lower tax brackets so let's go into tax brackets and this will make more sense so tax brackets you can literally google your state and that tax bracket I'm not sure with the states, but I know in Canada, there are two tax brackets that you will pay into. These will be added together and your accountant will just have like one lump sum of money that you owe. But the two tax brackets that you'll be paying that you can Google are the federal and the provincial taxes. So both of those are different percentages that you will have to pay to both. The reason that you have to pay the government both of these federal and provincial tax brackets is because when you're an employee in a business, they are deducting the tax already that you actually don't see that you're paying those taxes unless you look at your pay stub and you'll see like things are paid into unemployment insurance, things are paid to the government for taxes. So that is already deducted from you. And because when we're working inside of our business, we don't deduct the taxes from our business, which is why we have to pay them at the end of the year. You can also file your taxes yearly or quarterly or whatever your accountant thinks is best for you. I personally file yearly. I know I know other business owners that file quarterly. Really depends on how much money you're bringing in or what you're comfortable with saving and what you're comfortable with giving. Because For myself, for instance, like I know that I save money throughout the year for my taxes. So at the end of the year, when they say, oh, you owe this lump sum of money, it's not that scary to me because I prepared for it. Whereas other people who don't save for it, it gets really overwhelming when they give you this huge friggin thousands and thousands of dollars that you owe and you haven't saved anything. It gets really overwhelming. So how to know how to save for your income taxes. So like I was talking about, the incorporated businesses pay less taxes. So if you were 
a regular business, a sole proprietor, you're probably going to be paying around 20 to 25% income tax on the lower end. And they can tally all the way up to like 40 to 45% tax income, which is wild. That's like literally handing the government half of your income. So when it comes to incorporations, you only pay 15% tax, which like I was talking about, if you make an exponentially larger amount of money that you need to survive off that you're not using, you could be saving 30% in taxes that you'll be able to keep for yourself. So when you're an incorporated business, you keep the money inside of the business and you only pay 15% tax and then you'll pay a salary to yourself. And then when you pay that salary to yourself, the salary that you give yourself will be used for the income tax bracket, which is that higher 20 to 40%. I hope that makes sense. Send me any messages that you have or any questions that you have because I've tried to calculate and get all of the very basic questions that I know that people struggle with and what I struggled with and there may be lots of other questions you have even after this episode so definitely feel free to connect with me I also have Bryn sitting next to me you know if you're an avid listener Bryn is my dog and she is like drama queen central and loves to sigh like her life is the hardest thing in the world so going back to it how to save for your income tax brackets so like I said if you go on google and use type in your state or your province and the country you have what tax brackets they are if you can estimate how much money you think you'll be making in your year so let's say you think you'll be making sixty thousand dollars in your year and you look at the income tax brackets and you're like okay for a person who makes sixty thousand dollars a year the income tax bracket is thirty percent so if you want to be a smart person and a smart business owner what you should be doing at the end of every single work week looking how much money you bought in in that week and setting aside 30% in a separate savings business account. This means that at the end of the year, you'll have this lump sum of money that is your 30% or whatever percentage that you owe for taxes, you'll already have it saved. A way that you can bring down the amount of money that you owe at the end of the year are write-offs. You've probably like seen a TikTok, a funny video here and there about like, I think it was from Schitt's Creek, um, about write-offs and quite literally, It is still money that you're spending in your business, but it goes against how much money you owe at the end of the year. So for instance, things that you can write off and what is a write-off? So a write-off, like I said, is going against how much money that you made. So it's an expense in your business that you can write off against your income to lower your tax income down. And of course, like every business has expenses. So this can be your rent. This can be um, massages that you need to feel good in your business. It can be meals that you go out for business meetings or if you ever go on work trips, they can be write-offs. Your expenses, so like for instance, all of my lash supplies, my hydro that I have to use, my Wi-Fi that I have to use to run my business, my cell phone that I have to use to run my business. Basically any single thing that you need to run your business or anything you have to buy towards your business, that's courses as well, are all write-offs. So for instance, let's use some numbers to help you understand how this works. So your write-offs are going to be your expenses that you're tracking with your bookkeeping. So Everything, all of my expenses that I was tracking for 2022 in my QuickBooks system are all write-offs. So what I was doing was I was writing off expenses compared to my income. So let's just use even numbers so that it helps you understand. If I made $100,000 in income 
but I had $40,000 worth of expenses to run my business, I would have $40,000 worth of write-offs. So then how that happens is the $40,000 of expenses gets deducted from your $100,000 income, which means that now you actually made $60,000 worth of income. That's the difference between net profit and gross profit. So like I said, you end up with $60,000. So then you actually get bumped down into that $60,000 tax bracket, saving you a lot of money at the end of the year. So like I said, if you've been saving that 30% or whatever you have estimated that you need to be within that tax bracket, if you have all of that money set aside and then after all of your write-offs and your expenses, you could owe like thousands of dollars less because of the write-offs. So then you get to save that money, which is amazing. So it's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. This also is the same with, again, every state, every country, every province is different, but I live in Ontario and we charge HST. I know some states out west will charge GST. Um, I'm not sure how it works in the states, but again, um, the way that that works in Ontario is when you make, I can't remember if it's over $30,000 of income or $33,000 of income, but when you hit that mark, you have to start charging HST and tax, which means that you already have a business number. And then when you know you're going to hit that mark with a 30 or approximately $1,000 income, you need to then go and register for an HST number. This means that legally you have to collect tax for the government from your customers and clients, which is 13%. Can't remember what GST is, but I know that GST is lower. HST is 13%. So when I charge my client for a lash fill, their lash fill is a certain price, and then I have to add on the the 13% HST. So then that is what they pay me. So then again, the way it works with HST is that you are a middleman. You are just the messenger. So what you have to do is at the end of every week, you need to look at how much HST you collected for the government, and you need to set that aside in a separate account because you literally just collect that money, you house it for a little bit, and then you pass it to the government. That money is not your money. You don't have to pay tax on top of that because it's not income. You are collecting tax for the government. So again, with write-offs, this can also work in your benefit with the same thing as when you have all of these expenses, if you have paid HST on these expenses, that HST can be a write-off compared to the HST that you owe. So again, let's say in your $40,000 worth of expenses in your year, 13% is around $5,000. So you have paid other businesses $5,000 worth of HST. But in your year, you collected $100,000 worth of income in your business, which means that you have had to charge your clients 13% the HST on $100,000. So that means that you collected $13,000 worth of HST to give to the government. Remember, HST is completely different to your income tax. So now again, like I said, the HST can write off each other as well and can balance each other out. So if you've collected $13,000 of HST that you have to hand over to the government because you have also spent around $5,000 in HST in other businesses because of with all of your expenses, this means that you approximately owe $8,000 because your, th- your 
$13,000 take away your approximately $5,000 that you've spent on HST leaves you with $8,000. So again, you get to give the government less money because it balances out, which is why write-offs are so important and why, which is why having an accountant is so important because they are going to be able to help you maximize your write-offs, making sure that you write off everything in your business. Before I was terrible, like I literally would not write off my office space, my hydro, my phone bill, my Wi-Fi, like all of my expenses and my bills. And I would purely just write off my education, my subscriptions, uh, my lash supplies, my new furniture, my anything like that, decor, um, gifts for my clients, anything in that sense I would write off, but I wouldn't write off everything. So I was paying more money that I could have saved. So my accountant has been like, listen, we need to really get nitty gritty with all of your write-offs. Like, it's not like we're screwing the government, like you're being completely truthful of the things that you should be writing off. So that's why it's really important to have someone on your side and have someone who's really, really knowledgeable because without having my accountant and without having and without being able to chat with his bookkeeper I would have no idea about any of this stuff I literally sat with his bookkeeper for like an hour and a half one day he taught me how to use QuickBooks he taught me about write-offs um there is also like the difference between a write-off and an asset which an asset is generally something that you keep within your business for a long period of time compared to an expense is something that you need frequently to run your business so and again like that is different that's like a question for for your accountant because I'm not an expert in everything, okay? So going forward, I just wanted to tell you a few little tidbits of what you need to be doing too with all of that information. I know that is so much information. Like if you listen to this episode and you're like, holy crap, that still doesn't make sense to me. I really tried to use like numbers that were like well-rounded and ones that could make sense, please listen to the episode again, whether you're like driving right now or you're on a walk or something, sit down with a pen and paper and write down this information and try and simplify it even further for yourself. Like create little like keywords or phrases that can help you understand things. Like for instance, gross profit is the first one that you have. It's your income before any write-offs. The reason why I remember this is because I made a little jingle in my head was that it is gross with the amount of money that you know you could have kept before paying your taxes. Like it's just, it sucks. It's gross, whatever. And then net profit is everything after your expenses. So again, a little jingle that I made is that is everything that is left in your net after you've taken everything out with all of your expenses. So again, like if that is something that you need to do to help you memorize certain things, Google is your best friend as well. So if you've listened to this while you're driving or while you're walking, like please sit down with a pen and paper and make sure you can like write down these things. So a few other little things are if you ever get audited or reviewed by the IRS or the CRA, generally they can go back for five to seven years. So you need to be keeping your receipts and your records for five to seven years because if anything comes around and they audit you they will literally come to your house and sit down and go through receipts with you so you do need to be diligent on the fact that you need to be saving your receipts and all of your records staying organized is your best friend with that right like if you can have a filing cabinet or if you can store things away efficiently so that if anything were to happen you know exactly where all your receipts are that's the best thing you can do And my last point today, which I think a lot of people don't realize, is that e-transfers and cash are actually income 
and that you need to claim them because again, the CRA and the IRS will be able to see that. So if you are like, oh, I have a business number or, oh, I don't have a business number yet. I haven't registered as a business, but I'm just taking e-transfers. Even if you are collecting like $25,000 worth of e-transfers in the year, which isn't that much money. It's like two grand a month. If you are collecting that and if they ever find that out, they could severely penalize you and you would owe a lot of money in income tax. So just a note, literally the only thing that isn't tracked is cash if you don't pay it into the bank. E-transfers are definitely tracked. So I just wanted you to know that because I think a lot of the time I see businesses always saying that they only accept e-transfers and Sometimes I'm not 100% sure why that is, whether that's they don't want to invest in like a, per, a POS system, but I have Square, that's the system name, and it's relatively cheap. Like I think I pay a certain small percentage and I think to buy the actual system was like $100 if that. So just to let you know that also with a recession kind of looming and the dollar being very tight right now, credit card payments are very favored. So I think that if you can have a credit card payment processor, you could grow your business that way too. So I hope that this, this seems like a very long episode because I feel like I've just thrown so much information at you. So I really hope that this has helped you. I really hope that this Even like I said, if there's like one little nugget that you can take out of this or if my little jingle with gross profit and net profit helps you out or it's inspired you to get a bookkeeper, I really, really hope this podcast episode has helped you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another episode. If you have other business owner friends that also struggle with taxes or struggle with just the lingo or how things work, what a write-off is and how to know how much income tax to have to save and pay, send this to them. Share it on your story. I appreciate it so, so much. You can always find me on social media at Lash Sis Lizzie. Like I said, if you have any questions whatsoever for me, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help in any way that I possibly can. So, so have the best freaking weekend. I will see you next week. Bye.